This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. From Hood River, Oregon. And I'm Jamie Jennings from Phoenix, Arizona. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for August 10th, episode 1992, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World. I can't take it anymore. Thank God it's Friday. I would like, if I may, to take you. On a strange journey. Work all week so that we can eat and own a little piece of God's ground. Pushing papers and pens, red tape never ends. The stress can turn a smile into a frown. I need some horsing around. Well, I've got Megan joining me. Again, because Yay! Glenn is out of town. So it is a girl power kind of day. Um, I, I don't feel like in this world, many people mirror image me more than the two women that are on the show today. I'm so excited. We got Jimmy and we got Megan. It's going to just to let you guys know that there was some very inappropriate things said in the pre-show. Thank Absolutely. God Glenn wasn't here. <laughs> 100% inappropriate. I might be mentally scarred now. I think it was mainly Jemmy. Do you think so? It was totally Jemmy. I'm, I'm so blaming Jemmy. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. She's in her comfort zone. We're all in our comfort zone here. So you never know what's going to happen on today's show. So it is Friday. We have really bad ads. And if you've heard Megan do... RBAs, as I like to call them. Um, it was like awesome. That. So stay tuned uh, for that. Jemmy, what's on today's show? On today's show, guest Tina Creamer, director of Heart of Phoenix Equine Rescue, joins us to talk about the Appalachian Trail face-off. And we'll give you the latest in really bad ads. Uh, my Daily Winnie goes out to uh, Mr. Glenn the Geek for letting me host with Jamie today because that was the highlight of my week. And that's how I'm spending my off day of work. So, uh, yeah. Thanks, Glenn. It's been awesome. Question. Did you Answer. take the day off? <laughs> did you take the day off to host or did you already have the day off? I get every other Friday off already. <sighs> this just happened to be an off Friday. Score. score. I know, right? Okay, I would like to give my Daily Winnie. I, I don't know which party to give my... You know what? Screw it. I'm going to give it to me. I'm giving <laughs> myself the Daily Winnie. And let me tell you why. Last night, it was about 9.15 p.m. Okay? I go out to check on the horses. I walk out there. I take all the dogs. It's always like kind of like the p.m. bed check thing. And yes, yeah, bedtime this, was really early last night. So This is early. not going to go well. I can already tell. Yeah, so I go out and I check the horses. Everybody's good. All the stalls are locked. Zeus' stall is uh, triple locked with tie it and everything. We're all good. I walk back into my tack room, coming back towards my house, and I smell something. I smell uh -oh. gasoline. Like, you yeah, no, it's got good. Gasoline, like pure 
like somebody's spraying me in the face with gasoline. So I walk Ooh. through my tack room and my husband's lawnmower, he calls it his tractor, his little <laughs> riding lawnmower is parked uh, right behind my tack room, kind of under the overhang. And something has happened. And Uh-oh. something underneath broke and the fuel in Ooh. that is leaking. Like I can hear it pouring out. Like somebody is taking a gas can and pouring it out. Ooh. So I'm like, run to the house. I'm like, Chad, I need you. Chad, get out here. He's putting Lucas to bed. Lucas comes running. Everybody comes running out. It's a big mess. And as I come back out there, my freaking dog, Tank, oh, the Jack no. Russell, who oh, hunts no. everything, has gone underneath the tractor and is oh. completely covered in gasoline. Oh, no, that's not good. And he's walking around in it. And and for those who don't know, gasoline is very toxic to dogs. Yeah, it's toxic <sighs> to everybody, really. But yeah, yeah, it is. Like, he got checked out someone's hands. Like, my hands are burning. And I'm like, yeah, think about having four feet walking around in that. So I grab Tank, and I don't know what else to do. Uh, I run in the house, and I get some Dawn dish soap. Yeah. I jump with my dog in all my clothes yeah exactly that's what made me think of it was all the commercials with the spilled oil i jump into the pool this is again nine o'clock last night i jump into the pool with all my clothes on and my dog and my dawn dish soap and i wash the gasoline off my dog in my swimming pool (laughs) which already was kind of green so i didn't do any damage (laughs) Uh, so I'm in this green swimming pool washing my dog and he's at this point he's crying like full on (laughs) sure because his pads are burning so I get him in the pool I'm scrubbing his pads I'm scrubbing him I scrubbed him everywhere and I get him out of the pool and I go help Chad with the gas thing but I've left the dog in the pool area because we have a pool fence and he's stuck in there and he's crying like full on crying so as I'm helping Chad holding the flashlight with one hand I'm googling dog and gasoline and what to do and they're basically like if they ingest any of it it will cause bloat and they will die well i know it hasn't ingested any of it but if they breathe too much of it in they need oxygen and if they soak in too much from their pads their pads will burn and also Mm -hmm. it's like they breathe it in they lose oxygen so so potentially needs to go and uh have suffocate yeah that's oxygen yeah oxygen put in and also to have, uh, what's the other thing? Fluids run to get it out of his bloodstream. So I call the emergency vet clinic. And I'm like, hey, my dog is like walking around in gasoline crying. And I don't know what to do. And, <laughs> and of course, Chad's like, he's going to be fine. I'm like, screw you. It's my dog. It's your super tractor. It leaks up gasoline everywhere. He's like, we don't need to go to the emergency. That's going to be so much. I'm like, you want my dog to die because of you don't really dog. love me. You don't love me at all. <laughs> So, of course, guess who wins? Me. I mean, I'm like, how is this even a discussion? But the drama was high. There was a lot going on. And I get it. Yeah. He didn't leave. And like, I'm like, it's 9 p.m. And I've got to drive 25, 30 minutes to the vet clinic. So I get the dog in the car who's crying the entire way to the vet clinic. And, of course, you know, they want, like, the credit card when you walk in the door because it's the emergency. And I I called ahead. They were like, yeah, I definitely bring him in. So I give him the dog. Turns out. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Me jumping in the pool. Hence, this is why I get the Daily Winnie. Yes. Me jumping in the pool and washing the dog off with Dawn dish soap was the best thing 
that you could possibly yes. do to wash well petroleum done. off of a dog. My pool, I'm sure this morning has like that colored, tricolored film that, on top. I was going to say that film on top that just lets, that nothing can permeate. And you hope to God there's no one that is like thinking about smoking within a square mile of oh, you. Yeah. God, nobody flick a cigarette button in my pool. Holy oh, cow. No. No. <laughs> it would uh, yeah, so um, I saved my dog by doing well, that. And well done, Jamie. Well done. Do you done. know what else I saved? A huge vet bill because when you walk in the door, they charge you $105 for the exam. Boom, $105. Oh, Do yeah. you know what my bill was? I'm going to say, oh, that's yes. it. Eight with tax. That's what I was going with. <laughs> I saved. And so, uh, Chaz, like, I've never been so happy to hear of a hundred dollar vet bill in my life. Cause the last <laughs> time we went there was Zinni. She ate a frog that was poisonous and it was like $900. So this was a really good thing. <laughs> well, the good news that is you, it's hard to kill a Jack Russell. I mean, that's kind of what they're bred for <laughs> is they're kind of bred to live and survive very bad things. So you're, you're upside there. That's the good news. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. And, and now I've gone back and started thinking, okay, which came first? Did the gas line just all of a sudden break and he went under there or did him going under there break the gas line? Yeah. It's chicken and egg story. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did tank break the gas or did the gas break tank? Hmm. Chad is pretty concerned, uh, pretty pretty convinced that tank broke the ass he would be i mean any husband would be consumed you know convinced that it was the jack russell that was digging under the tractor for you know or something there who knows oh my god seriously i've never had a terrier before this dog and i know i don't talk about him very much but oh my gosh jack russell's just like to go under things and hunt and you know like a great hunt a gopher do something productive no no. Three times. Three times he has brought me a baby bunny that he has killed. Yes. No, no it's the worst. Oh my, my, my cat used to do that. And that was really interesting because you were like, how did you catch a baby bunny that's half the size that you are? But no, they do it. It's amazing. Hold like catch a damn gopher. Do something productive. <laughs> Don't kill a baby bunny. And like one time we like ran up to it and he was like had something and there was like kids around. And I'm like, oh god, god. Yeah, it was terrible. So anyway, the Jack Russell will live another day to eat another baby bunny. Yes. Well done. Well done, Tank. Well Thank done. You. Well, at least you know he's able to, you know, survive a gas spill. <laughs> Don dish. Upside. The the lesson here is Don Dish sub, jump in your pool. The, the lesson, right. The lesson is watch your commercials because that saved <laughs> take life. It did. It That's did. The, it was like a, the Exxon Valdez fuel spill. I saved my dog. Marketing All right. Well, we are going to go to our first guest. We're going to get Tania Kramer on the director of the Heart of Phoenix Equine Rescue. And you're going to talk about the Appalachian Trainer Faceoff. Good morning, Tania. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. Now I have a question and this is may sound really stupid to you, but I have a little blurb about you and kind of what you do. And I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. And this says that you are the director of the heart of Phoenix equine rescue to talk about the Appalachian trainer face off. And there was an event in New Mexico. So I'm a little, (laughs) where the heck are (laughs) you? How funny. Okay. So New Mexico was actually the inspiration for what we are doing here in West Virginia and all of the surrounding regions. And the name Phoenix does get us um, 
pointed in the direction of Arizona often, but yeah. it's actually used more in the term of rebirth and so forth. The first horse that we rescued before we were even an organization almost 10 years ago, that was the name that we gave her and she was not able to be rehabilitated. And so, so we are, we were inspired by an event in New Mexico that is similar to this. And, uh, but we are actually in based in West Virginia. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So that makes, that makes more sense. I was like, where are they? And I, I know the Appalachian, <laughs> I was thinking it was that region kind of around West Virginia and uh, your accent confirmed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us about the Appalachian trainer face-off. Well, so we, we deal with, um, I know all organizations um, that do rescue deal with um, some degree of untrained horse, but we actually deal with large numbers of entirely feral horses for different reasons. Um, one thing is that we have reclaimed mining sites and, and horses um, end up abandoned there, and um, it's been going on for decades. But there are large numbers of feral horses in those regions of rural West Virginia, and then for different things, you know, large spaces of just um, land in such a, an area as we live in uh, leads that people may have a couple of horses, they have a foal born, they never handle it, eight years later, he's our problem, you know, in a stallion. And we, we really needed a way to effectively and affordably train the horses, but not only that, a way to make it sensational to where then the horses had somewhere to go in a reasonable timeline. And while we mostly take animals from cruelty and neglect seizures with law enforcement, uh, these uh, these horses often are coming from a different uh, different situation. And so we just we went to a conference a couple of years ago. They they talked about um, it's called Homes for Horses Coalition. It's um, hosted by um, the ASPCA and HSUS. And they talked about the model that was set forth in New Mexico. And while what we do and our issues are somewhat different. It was an idea that, okay, a trainer contest. I mean, that was kind of the premise, a training contest. Mm -hmm. And we just developed it from there. And we came back from that conference. And I said, you know, there's nothing like this in this region. But not only that, there's really nothing that highlights a trainer outside of rescue. I mean, just in any way, horse trainers weren't, they didn't get any, um, publicity. Nobody knew who the Mm -hmm. trainers were. Nobody knew what kind of work they did. And I said, we very much believe in making a great um, economy for the horse industry in our area, which suffers just as much as the horses do. So to us, it was a win-win for the industry and for equine advocacy. And so this is our second year. This is, un. I mean, what a great thing you guys are doing. Holy cow. Not only bring in to light the trainers and the methods, but also the horses. I, I can't tell you, I mean, how many times we hear about it. Eight-year-old stud that's just been running wild and you can't get alter on him, you know, that kind of thing. And so you guys are actually doing that. Now, as, as far as your event, is it like a road to the horse where they train the horses right then and there, or do they like the Mustangs take them home for a hundred days and bring them back and present them? Yes, we built this on the Mustang model very much. We have worked with trainers that have done the extreme Mustang makeover and there were most of the elements we really liked 
we wanted to make sure that above and beyond that, that we um, continually throughout the whole process of that hundred days, though, that we were putting it on all of our media venues, that it was just in the public space in this area, that if you were a horse person, you would have heard about it. You would have been watching. You would have seen the teams. And I thought that that um, for us worked best, but it's a hundred days. All of these trainers picked their horses up in May. What was really beautiful about this event is it's um, a small number of youth we allowed, but it's um, and they compete separately, primarily adult trainers. Um, originally, we decided to limit the number to 19 because we felt like it would more than that would be difficult for us to keep up with. And we, mm-hmm. we took in 20 horses more than our capacity. So we went up to 80 horses in order to have the event. We, we literally said... Let's focus on taking animal control seizures and keep our number of those, the the 60 we can hold. Let's keep those at the neglect cruelty level. And then when it gets close to the event, let's make sure that the 20 horses that go into this event are 20 that would not have been saved otherwise. You know, Mm -hmm. let's just, let's just wait. And so we literally going into the first of the year, just let people know if you have a horse that is in danger of euthanasia or it's rogue or it's just there's nobody for it or it's in danger of, um, uh, you know, probably ending up at auction, just ran through, let us know. Or we, we basically went out in the highways and hedges and, and temporarily, you know, were able to hold these horses waiting for the trainer pickup. So that was an extra element for us is that these literally were horses we would not have been able to save without this event. And without all of the trainer interest, because we were just browning in inquiries of trainers applying to be part of it. And it was such a big change going into the second year because did that surprise year, you? people were like, what is this? <laughs> did that did. surprise you um, how many trainers wanted to get involved and risk their life for potentially nothing? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, it really, it really did. And I, I was so, I kept saying to our board and our volunteers, I'm like, this is crazy. And what I said was, Maybe these are pretend, you know, maybe these are people who think they're trainers and they're really uh-huh. not. But as we started doing sure. references, I'm like, these, this is a group of really great people. Oh, my goodness. And so I was just, I was blown away. And then so when we, we first chose the 19 um, and four of those were youth and 15 were adult. And we were comfortable with that number. And we, we, we made sure we had a few extra horses so that what we did was draw um, numbers, the number that you had. In order that you were drawn, you were able to choose which of the horses. And so it went all the way down. So even the last person drawn had several horses to choose from. And what happened uh, was we ended up with several horses that weren't, uh, weren't chosen, and there was so much interest that we actually, after a few weeks into it, I basically put out a post and said, we can't put you in the regular competition, but there have been so you know so much interest. Would anybody be interested in taking the horses that were left behind, you know, and we called it no horse left behind. And <laughs> every single, every single one of the horses had a trainer that hadn't originally even applied saying, I wanted to apply, but I didn't. I'll take that horse and I'll do this extra portion of the event for you with this oh horse. Oh my gosh, for that's nothing. just incredible. incredible. I mean, and they were driving like six, seven, eight, ten hours to pick them up. And keep wow. in mind, these are the horses nobody else chose. So. It was just, it was this beautiful thing. And the trainers 
have been, you know, just so supportive of each other. Every time you look at their page, they've shared one of the other trainer horses. And, and we have this, you know, this group message where we keep them up to date and they, they share things and all, and they talk about just life and horses and training. And um, it's just, being the most beautiful thing I've ever seen when doing work that's very hard and often discouraging, it's been so encouraging, not only for the horse's sake, but the industry, that there's a group of trainers in a rural part. I mean, and they do cover them. They're, they're, the trainers are in Ohio and Kentucky and Virginia and Pennsylvania and Maryland and West Virginia and North Carolina. So it's covering this whole region. But that there are that, for me to know, twenty there are 23 people that work with horses outside of rescue that are that kind and that motivated to befriend and, and work toward this, you know, this goal. It's beautiful. It's just, it's a ridiculously beautiful thing. That's amazing. Good job. And when is the actual competition going to be? When is this big thing going to happen? So we have been doing a horse show. This is going into our, I believe our sixth year. So what we did is pair the event with that because we had a good crowd base um, already. And so it will be August 24th and August 25th being the major part of the event in oh Winsfield, West Virginia. Oh my God, I want to go. This is so exciting. <laughs> Road trip. <laughs> Listen, That's awesome. I mean, there, there, I think there's just, um, there's just nothing like it. Last year, we were so blown away and emotional and there were only eight competitors. And I am kind of a stoic person. You know, I'm not prone to emotion. I wouldn't do this type of thing if I were. And at the freestyle, when I'm watching the guy who ultimately, Adam Black, who's coming back as a judge this year, but he won last year, he, when he's on this little colt born in rural Kentucky on a strip mine feral, and I'm watching what he's doing in his freestyle, which was a fantastic demonstration, I was like, I'm not sure I can keep talking to these people because I'm a mess. I mean, it was just, <laughs> it was so fantastic. And, um, you know, they just, they've taken it so far. And on, on our end, being on knowing where they came from um, and knowing how differently it would have been had we not done this event for that horse is, it makes it a, it's a pretty much it's a, a no, I would rich as American dream story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As, as a Mustang. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have Mustangs. I get it, girl. I, so, so people can go to Appalachian trainer faceoff.com to get some more information and to see the trainers. I love some of the horses names, Bon Jovi, Pepsi, <laughs> <laughs> queso. Like it's so funny. Uh, so they can check it all out at Amazon trainer, Appalachian, sorry, Appalachian trainer faceoff.com. <laughs> Um, and yes. so what would just real quick before I let you go, what is the prize? Just a pat on the we back a, a million dollars. We have a, <laughs> I wish it was a million dollars. Um, and <laughs> so all of the horses will be, um, they're available to approved adopters um, at an auction format if you've been approved. And so the, the event at the end, we have a, a live auctioneer, the horses, the adoption fees start out at $500. The trainer takes 50% of wherever that goes. So last year, the winning um, trainer, his horse actually had a $3,400 auction Ooh. fee is what his horse went for. And um, so we also have a $5,000 prize package that we divide based on different things, you know, champion adult, champion youth, and then first, second, 
And then um, we have a fan favorite for people who are online. They get a prize, but they can't attend, so they get to vote for their favorite. Um, and then the trainers within themselves select who they believe did the best job, and they have a prize. So it's a $5,000 total prize package, plus, you know, whether they win, wherever they place, wherever their horse, you know, whatever their fee is when they're adopted at that, that evening, they get 50% of that. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Cool. That's cool. So there is money in it somehow. That's amazing. That doesn't yeah. typically happen yeah. in the horse world. Well, great. I am <laughs> no. so excited to find out more and to learn and see who wins. Uh, can we follow y'all on Facebook as well? Yes. Um, both on Instagram, um, Heart of Phoenix Equine Rescue. We post a lot on there about this event. And then, of course, on Facebook, it's just you can look up Appalachian Trainer Face Off. And it links to every individual trainer page and you can see the whole journey and see what they've put into it. And I really think it's, it's one of the most incredible things I've seen in the, the equine world. It's really been fantastic. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. And I wish you guys the best of luck. Thanks for having me. Have a good day. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Her life was falling apart around her. But when she saw his sweet face and heard the low knicker, the pain eased. She stood in the stall for some time, running a brush over his sleek coat, down his powerful muscles and over his tight, cool tendons. He cocked his back leg, waiting patiently. She scratched his favorite spot and was rewarded with a crinkled smile and outstretched neck. The stress flowed from her body, and she knew with him in her life, she would make it through. This love story is brought to you by Endure Extra, providing high-fat calories, direct-fed microbials, and natural vitamin E to support optimal condition and performance. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. about him, dreams about him, thinks about him all the time. She's got to have him, be lost without him. You can see it in her eyes. What is it? What is it with girls and horses? She says, now when I was a young girl, they were my whole world, they were my one safe place, now that I'm older, still lean on their shoulders, I still feel like that girl some days, what is it, what is it with girls? Sometimes I 
what it is With girls and horses Well, I talk about them And I dream about them I live to love them And I love to ride I'll always have them Be lost without them Magic in those gentle eyes. What is it? What is it with girls and horses? What is it? What is it with girls and horses? Yeah. was girls and horses templeton thompson you know i had to have that song on on a day yeah, it's, where it's, it's girl women. power man yeah it's girl I power mean, yes and everything you're even female so girl power day um you're listening to horses in the morning on the horse radio network brought to you by our friends at kentucky performance products and now i have a special guest and dun, dun, dun. Be, yeah exactly um so on the phone right now is Andrea Maitland. Let me explain a little bit about who Andrea is. She actually lives probably about five or six miles from me and she owns Mustangs. And we connected through a Facebook page that all you jerk face listeners made me go join, which is the Mustang Endurance Facebook page. That's <laughs> told me and I joined it and she posted, I was like, Oh my God, we're like so close. And so Andrea and I have been chatting and Andrea is just as much of a pusher as you jerks are as far as like trying to get me to go take Zeus on an endurance ride. And it turns out Andrea actually listens to probably not me, but the endurance show. Is that right, Andrea? Yeah, but I listen to you too. It's awesome. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you don't have to lie. It's cool. Um, so she <laughs> listens to the show. She rides Mustangs and she lives five miles away. Where the hell have you been? Why aren't we friends already? <laughs> <laughs> you had to join the Mustang Endurance page for us to connect. I, I guess apparently. so. <laughs> I guess so. So you ride Endurance with your Mustangs. You have two. Tell us about your horses. Yep, I have two. So my original Mustang, her name is Lily, and she's a 2001 model from the HMA called uh, Miller Flats, which is in Nevada. And uh, there's no more Mustangs on that HMA. It was zeroed out some, some time ago. Um, but that HMA was known for being a cavalry remount station. So a lot of the horses there had a lot of, uh, you know, thoroughbred and Morgan influence. And so most people, until they actually see the brand on her neck, never realize that she's even a Mustang. You think she's just one of the other, you know, 4,000 Arabs um, that are out there on the, on the trail because she's very light. She's lightly boned. Um, she's not blocky or stocky in, in any way, um, but she's just become, we've done up to a hundred mile rides and she loves it. Wow. And I love it. And because I had one, you, you can't have one endurance horse, you know, it's like everything else you have to have two. So, 
um, one of my uh, friends is a, is a tip trainer, which is a trainer incentive program. So she trains Mustangs and gets them gentled for, uh, for adoption. And she had a personal Mustang that was just sort of sitting around and not doing a lot of a forthcoming five-year-old. And she worked on me for about a year. <laughs> she said, he'd be perfect for, for endurance. You, you need to have him. Um, and I tried him out and he was perfect and he was very calm. And I was looking for not only a second endurance horse, but also for a horse for my non-riding husband to putt-putt around on the trail so I could drag him out and make him have fun with me when I'm out on the trails with my Mustangs. Um, so that's how I got Wyatt Earp. And he's a 2010. He's from Adobe Town, Wyoming. And um, he's the opposite of Lily. He's huge and hairy and <laughs> looks like a, a, draft, a draft horse with long legs. But he's just been a super stellar guy. He's um, done up to 50-mile rides now. He's a 50-mile endurance horse. And we're hoping to do our first 100-mile ride uh, next year in February at the 20-mile team 100. Now, Andrew, I want to stop you for a second because I this is a show where we're all friends here. We're all girls. And you don't have to tell your lies on the show. You <laughs> bought that horse for your husband finger quotes. quote unquote we know what really goes on there you don't have to lie to us we're all friends here it's cool and mustangs are also like potato chips according to elisa wallace who encouraged me to, of course i have to had two and then i got three so um you have to have not only two endurance horses you also have to have if you have a mustang you have to have two mustangs so we, exactly. we can all be honest here. <laughs> um, yes. And yeah, you're yeah. right. I did say it was for my husband, but yeah, you're right. It was for me. And then he just happens to ride him every once in a while. So. Yeah, exactly. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get it. I have, a, I have like three out there that are for my husband. <laughs> uh, so um, Megan, did you have a question? I, I did. Uh, speaking of your husband, Jamie, does Chad know that you're speaking to this person about endurance? Because I do feel that there was a conversation not that long ago on the radio where he was not allowing you to do try endurance with Zeus. You know what? Damn it, Megan. Stop listening so much <laughs> to what I say. You are absolutely right. He has no idea. Um, so here I said, I want to try this new thing. I think Zeus would be good at it. And he was like, no. I said, well, why not? Well, because I know what you're going to do. I said, what? Because you're going to buy all new tack for some new sport that you're going to do. Like we bought the pony cart and the harness for a little precious magic gallop Jennings. And I was like, well, here's the thing. That's probably true. So I talked to Andrea <laughs> about it. That was one of my questions. And she said that the best thing I can use without buying all my new tack is a well-fitting dressage saddle. And I happen to have a well-fitting dressage saddle for Zeus. So I'm like, it's not going to cost him any money. However, we have kept it quiet. Okay. I say we, I mean, it's only been a couple of days of lying to my husband sure. in his face. I, you know, I won't, I won't tell him. So thank you. It's totally Thanks. good. So, but I do have some questions for Andrew because I'm not sold on this yet. However, she did say that she has a spare horse, Wyatt, which, um, I think uh, one of my girlfriends would love to take you up on riding him. And then, a little Abby also wants to do it on Joey. And so we could have a large group of girls out here endurance writing. See, I've already talked to all my boarders and students about it, but not my husband. <laughs> See, I like that. I like your priorities, Jamie. So we're, we're, we're all super excited. And I've already, already talked to Andrea about doing something in October. It is the first weekend in October. 
Yeah, it's the first weekend in October, the first Saturday. It's a long-standing ride. It's one of the oldest rides. Um, I think it's the oldest ride in Arizona. It's called Man Against Horse. And what makes this ride even more interesting and more fun is that not only is there a horse endurance ride at the 25-mile and the 50-mile distance, but at the same time on the same course, there's a 25-mile and a 50-mile trail run. So the horses and the runners are out there at the same time doing the same course, um, and it's just, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of people, a lot of cheering, and it's, it really is one of the highlights of our endurance season out here in Arizona is going to this ride because it's just so much fun to be out there with your fellow riders, but also these, these runners who are tackling what's a pretty tough course. Okay. Let me clarify that I don't have to run at all, right? <laughs> You do not have to get off the horse at any point except at the vet checks. Okay. And these are my next questions. Okay. So I'm just going to run through some kind of basic endurance questions. You and I have talked a little bit about conditioning for a 25 mile ride. Zeus is incredibly fit. So I'll just keep that going. However. Okay. So we get there. What do I get there on Friday and the rides on Saturday? Yeah. So the general sort of uh, schedule is, the horses arrive typically on the day before, especially if, if it's a local ride. Now, if you're hauling from out of state or a lot longer, um, people will come even a day or so earlier just to give the horses a chance to rest. But since this is a local ride, well, we will arrive, you know, typically early afternoon. And at that point, you get your wherever you're going to camp um, set up, your little camp station, however that 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 is. And there's an open invitation to camp in style in my living quarters trailer if you want to do that as opposed Girl, to in you, the wow. in the back. <laughs> you just made the whole thing happen right there i was like camping Sold. what <laughs> told all right carry on yeah yeah so once we get the horses set up um then we'll and they, they stand on like tie lines or is there stabling what's the deal um at this particular rider there's no stabling but my trailer has um i use high ties so those are basically poles that swing out from the trailer with essentially a lead rope attached to it. So it gives them a, you know, a good 10 foot circle that they can stay attached to the trailer, but not be too close and kind of move around. You also see portable pens are very common. Um, electric pens are very common. Some people will just uh, hard tie to the trailer just with the lead, with the lead rope. The horse doesn't have as much room, um, but that's still a very safe way to, to, to do it. Um, a few people will, will do um, like picket lines, you don't see that quite as, as common, especially out here. Our ground is pretty hard, so sometimes it's hard to get pickets um, into the ground. Um, but I would say the high ties um, and, their, and their brethren and the portable corrals are the most common ways to contain your horse at these rides. Okay. Have I, have you heard me talk about Zeus and his escape was, tactics? You know what? Yeah, we'll I was going to say Jamie's, <laughs> Jamie's camp will look like a Brinks truck. She'll, she won't be able to, to do much of any of that actually. <laughs> Like, can we put him in the trailer? Oh, <laughs> you know what? I'll bring my own trailer. We'll put him in there. Okay. So we've got that camping and then Saturday morning, the ride starts. And so we are like, there's a start line. Everybody started at the same time. They should like shoot a gun and like, bam, everybody goes. I've never been to an endurance ride. So paint a picture. <laughs> well, well, you're getting a little ahead of yourself. So before we actually get to the starting line, we have to make sure that we're checked in and our horses are, are checked in. So once we get checked in as a rider that says, yes, we have showed up, we are, we are here, we will then take our horses to see the vets. So that's one of the, 
one of the great things about endurance is horse welfare is first and foremost, very important to, to the sport. So before horses can even start the ride, they need to get checked over by a vet and the vet's going to look at their, their pulse, which is kind of an indication of, of their fitness. And if it's one of the first indications, if anything's wrong, um, their pulse rates are going to be high. So they have to meet initial pulse criteria. They'll listen to the gut sounds. They'll look for hydration. They'll watch the horse trot out. They'll check the mucous membranes. Um, they'll, they'll check, um, you know, everybody's famous, you know, famous, the, the anal tone. Um, they will check all kinds of things and parameters over the horse to make sure that they are baseline fit and baseline ready to start the race. So assuming that everybody passes that check, um, and we usually have um, a ride meeting. The ride manager will go over um, anything that's specific to the trail. We'll have maps. They'll give directions. They'll walk us through the, the trail, what to look out for. Um, the vets will talk about what are the pulse criteria and the vetting criteria at the hold because on these endurance rides, it's just not go out and run for 25 miles or 50 miles and then come back and you're done. Um, runners can do that because runners can take care of themselves and, and we assume that humans are, you know, by and large, um, going to take care of themselves while they're out there. But we're in charge of our horses to make sure that our horses are, are doing well. Um, so the vet's going to go over all of the things that you need to know from a vetting per- perspective. And then once all the questions are answered, they send us to bed, we get up first thing in the morning, and then that's when, when, when the ride starts. And now for this ride, back in the day, there actually was a shotgun start, but they have taken away the gun. <laughs> so now it's, just a, <laughs> now it's just a trail is open and the runners and the riders head out. So in this case, there's two divisions. Um, there's the 25 mile and the 50 mile. Um, they start at different times. So it is a staggered start. And even within that staggered start, you don't all have to line up at the starting line and all take off at once. Um, whenever I'm taking either a new horse out or I'm taking a new rider out, I always start near the back. I'll let everybody go out first because horses that are, you know, they may be old Dobbin at home and they're super calm and everything is, is cool and collected and they get to the starting line and they get to the endurance field and they see all of, you know, a hundred of their newest friends. And all of a sudden you have secretariat on your hands and it's not always the most fun experience for a brand new horse to get all wired up in this very electric atmosphere of other horses getting excited. So my recommendation and what I always do is kind of hold out in the back. And then once the trails open, we let the front runners, you know, the hot shoes, as we call them, go out first, get the pack going. And then we just walk out of camp and treat it just like any other trail ride until you know, the horses settle down and then off we go. Um, there's almost no running in endurance, um, you know, unless you're somebody who's experienced and really wants to, to win. Um, the vast majority of, of riders, it's a nice, easy, you know, working trot. And we just head on out and, and have a good time. Okay. So, so working trot mainly the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, now with the, h- how do I know where I'm going? That's important. Well, that is, that is important. Um, so there are, <laughs> A, you have a map. <laughs> you have a map. But also the ride managers put ribbons on the trail, so little colored ribbons that will mark the path that you're supposed to go. Um, and some trails are very easy to follow. It may be just a single track for several miles that kind of winds through hills and canyons and gullies. Um, and you follow the ribbons and the, and the ride manager will, will, will tell you, Hey, you know, for your first loop, you know, for the first section, it's pink ribbons on your right. 
Um, on your second loop, you're going to be blue ribbons on your right. So that's part of the ride meeting is the ride manager is going to go over all of those specifics so you know what to look for. Um, and then you'll have a map that will also show the mileage and where you're supposed to turn and, and, and what to look for at on the road or on the, on, on the trail, the ride managers will usually do a couple different things. One is they'll put a bunch of ribbons together. So typically if you see three ribbons clumped together, that means, hey, rider, there's a turn coming up, pay attention. And the ride managers will also, you know, maybe put arrows on the trail or pie plates that say, you know, 25 milers, turn right here. Um, then they put chalk along the trail that says, that means don't cross this chalk line. If you've crossed the chalk line, you're going the wrong way. Um, and if you do get, get off trail, it's usually pretty quick, you know, pretty easy to find out because you realize you haven't seen a ribbon in a while. You just turn around, go back, find where you saw your last ribbon and then go and go from there. And trust me, we've all done that before, especially if you're with a chatty Kathy and you're chatting away and having a great time. And then you realize you haven't seen a ribbon for, you know, some time. And then it's a whoops, a whoops moment and you turn <laughs> around and, 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 and you find it again. Okay, there are it, sites out there that, that even go even farther, and they actually have GPS and GPS coordinates. So if you have a handheld GPS or a smartphone that can have the, the GPS coordinates loaded into it, you can actually follow the ride without ribbons at all. You just have, have a GPS with you. Okay, that sounds like I need Siri to be like, turn right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there is a GPS app that we've used in a few of our Arizona rides that literally will tell you that. It'll, it, it will Your phone will tell you, Right turn ahead. It's it's okay. awesome. It's called Ride Good. with GPS. I like that ride with GPS. I drive with GPS. I do. Why not? Might as well ride with it. Yeah. No, 14 <laughs> strides turn left. I like it. Yeah, exactly. I need that for the eventing courses too. Um, so <laughs> how often in a 25 mile ride will I see the vet? And what does that look like? You can give me like the, yeah. the, the brief version of that. Yeah. And generally for a 25 mile ride, you see the vet once. It's about halfway through. And when you come up to, to the vet station, um, you'll hop off your horse and you will be given a vet card at the beginning of the ride. It's usually part of the rider check-in. And that vet card goes to, to, to the vet station. So usually the first thing you do is you go to the pulse timer. And what the pulse timer is going to do is take your horse's pulse. That's the only thing that they're in, in charge of. There's pulse criteria, meaning your horse has to be at a certain pulse rate before they're allowed to vet in. Um, that's usually about 60 beats per minute. So you go to the pulse timer. They will check your pulse. If you're at cri criteria, that's when your hold time starts. So all horses have a mandatory hold time after vet checks. Then you go and you go actually go and see the vet. And the vet's going to do the comprehensive vet check again. They're going to check pulse. You're going to trot out. They're going to check all of the, the, high, the hydration. Um, assuming that you pass the, the, the vet scores, you get your card back and you finish the rest of your, of your whole check. And that usually means um, giving the horse something to eat, giving the horse something to drink, getting you something to eat. It's very important for riders to take care of themselves. Sometimes we get so um, caught up in taking care of the horses that we forget that we also need to eat and drink as well. Um, on this particular ride, the set check is going to be out in the field. So what we're going to do, and I'll help you with this when we get closer to the ride, is we're going to pack up a vet bag that's going to have some hay, going to have some, maybe some electrolytes or, you know, food for us. And we're going to send it out with the ride management and that vet bag is going to meet us there. So once okay. we get to the vet check and we vet it through, we grab our vet bag, we go sit in the, in the shade somewhere, um, let a horse eat, 
Um, and then when it's that, when it's time to, you know, when our whole time is done, we hop back on our horse and we give our number to the out timer and they'll confirm, yep, you can go, you're good to go. And we go and finish the rest of the ride. At the end of the ride, we see the vet again, just like we did at the vet check to make sure that the horse is still doing good and passed all the criteria and assuming everything looks good, you get your completion. Oh my God. I'm nervous listening to this. I'm like getting butterflies. Like I have dressage in the morning and this is weird. Okay. So good. So <laughs> that's good. why it's really important to, I, I always recommend for the, for, for new riders, it's really important to have mentors, to have somebody who's experienced and knows what they're doing and can point you in the right direction because How about this? it's a very G- steep G- learning curve. Scratch that. You somebody to make you do it. Like you're yeah. hardcore. Like this is great. <laughs> this is great. I mean, otherwise you're, you know, you'll shame me into not doing it. I love it. Um, so do, is the vet bag kind of like, I was wondering what I bring on the trail aside from something to like make my butt not chafe. Um, aside from that, I, I send everything with a vet bag. We'll probably have water with us for us, but not the horses. They get their water at the vet check. Right, they get the water at the vet check, and there'll also be water stations set out on the trail at regular intervals as oh, well. So they will always have a chance to. Wide <laughs> management is a lot of work. Yes, <laughs> and and then there's no money in this, so I just can't wrap my brain on why anybody would do it. But it's cool. <laughs> I mean, the entry fee alone, I, I'm looking at this managainshorse.net. The entry fee for a 25-mile ride is less than $100. Like, that's ridiculous. That's, that's my kind um, of sport right there. Right? Kind of yeah, Me absolutely. Too. Me too. All right. And well, that so, includes a t-shirt and dinner. I mean, it's a full-surface ride. Hot damn, that's t-shirt really good. and a dinner, less than 100 bucks. Sign me up. I'm doing it. And you know what? <laughs> Apparently, if you do the 50, you get a buckle. So I'm going oh, get, to beat yes. somebody up and steal their buckle. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, like, hey, well, you'll have to come me... back and do the 50 next year, and then you can get a buckle. But like, you know what? I'll give you 50 bucks for that buckle. <laughs> 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 oh, that's really, that's, this is great. Okay. So I, I think the tentative plan is that I'm, I'm, you guys, I think I'm going to try it. I think I'm going to do it. I, you know, I've, I've tried to check off every, almost every equine sport. I, you know, I've done cutting and eventing and hunters and jumpers and dressage. And, uh, so some of the Western sports and some raining, I've never tried endurance and y'all are a bunch of pushers. And so I, and I have a horse that's just busy enough that he just needs to be really tired. So Andrea, <laughs> if you will help me, get through this let's plan on doing it together yes Absolutely. you heard it here first man Absolutely. you hear it here first i just <laughs> dropped the mic and, and before Boom. That, yeah. <laughs> we'll get out on the trail even before and we'll go through like basically a short mock ride um so by the time you actually get to the ride you'll know what you're doing and and you'll go out there and rock it oh she's good oh. she's good she's right yeah, i told you Mm-hmm. She sends me this, like, and starts answering questions, and then she's like, "And this ride is this day, and this ride is this day. So, which one are we gonna do? And then we're gonna have to go out and do some, dry, you know? Oh my gosh! And this is Arizona, and it is a billion degrees here right now. So we'll have to travel a little bit or get up really, really, really early to do these rides. But I'm excited. It's given me a little bit of something to uh, look forward to and to challenge myself. So, Andrea, I'm excited. I can't wait to meet you. We've never met. 
actually so <laughs> like <spaced. laughs> So she doesn't she might change her mind when she Yeah, I was gonna say me. five minutes into the ride, she might go, Yeah, no, I'm good. Thanks, Jamie. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> this was really fun. I'm sorry it's not gonna work out. Bye. Right, exactly. <laughs> she off. You'll be fine. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks, Andrea, and thanks for coming on in short notice to talk to us. Uh, I really appreciate it and I'm looking forward to meeting you. Thank you so much, and we'll see you out on the trails. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. What What do you think of my evil plan? I, I think I might need to move to Phoenix just to train with her because that's awesome. Right? She was great. She's so knowledgeable, and she rides Mustangs. I was like, it's yeah. like the perfect marriage. We're going to have a whole bunch of Mustangs out there. Um, so I'm excited. I think it's going to be fun. Um, I I I. I I, I want to do everything once. That's kind of the goal. Um, I don't know if I'll become this big endurance rider because I do love eventing, but yes, I think it'll be fun to to dip my toe in something else. I think well, the takeaway from that is like, don't lose your card and know where you're going. <laughs> oh like my those God, that's two things I got and was like, don't lose the card and follow ribbons. Like that's, okay. that's, that's the main thing you got to worry about. I'm just going to have her tell me where to go. But honest to God, I was like, oh God, don't lose that card. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that's the biggest like, problem. <laughs> I've lost my, you know, driver's license, my credit mm-hmm. cards. Um, I, yeah, no, so it's a mess. All right, cool. Well, I think we're going to do it. So there you go. I think now it's time for this. Horse people know that they can count on Ovation's value, quality, and style when it comes to hard-wearing schooling attire affordable show gear for horse and rider, or top-of-the-line equipment for riders at every level. From breeches to bridle work, saddles to stock ties, helmets to half chaps, Ovation is the premier brand of riding apparel and equipment for you and your horse in the United States, outfitting riders at every level from head to toe. Ask for Ovation brand riding helmets, breeches, and footwear at your local tax store, Or go online to OvationRiding.com and see the fantastic variety of quality, fashion-forward, affordable products from Ovation. OvationRiding.com Pay it! I say pay attention! If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire, let the buyer beware. Horse trading, they tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading, well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. And, of course, Really Bad Ads is brought to you by something that gets me in a lot of trouble, and that's called TackOfTheDay.com. And it is the brainchild of Glenn, and he, years and years and years ago, with John Nunn, created this website to get rid of product that they had extra of called TackOfTheDay.com. And they would put one product up every day, and then it would be like, good till noon, and you'd scramble and buy the thing, and then whatever it was. They're like, evil the, people. Evil they're people. evil evil and it was always some eventing thing when it started out so i was always getting in trouble um now they've they have a main item okay then they have a bonus item Mm. and then they have weekly steals 
Mm. That's what gets me in trouble because it is a lot. Oh my God, look at that jacket. They have a Cassie waterproof soft cell jacket for 58 bucks from $150. It's like they're giving it away. It's like it's free. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Okay. So they have all that. I mean, they have things on the weekly steals like hay bags, paddock boots, stall guards, trailer ties, show jackets, socks. You know, they have everything. Um, And they're just majorly, deeply discounted. Um, and then you can go to the stable essential section and it's like a solo comb, then, uh, shearing scissors, saddle pads. Uh, there's just so much different stuff, brushes. And, and then there's like a, now a Western gear section coming up and then they have an, ah, it's, it's great. So go check out tack and get yourself some deeply discounted, awesome stuff that, you know, you need. Because it's like they're giving it away. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, It is now time for really bad ads. And this was a great segment with you last time. So that's why I wanted to have you on again. And um, yeah. Big shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill. Well, they're your shoes. So it's all good. Um, (laughs) Good. The prize today, you know, Glenn is at ADA, which is the American Association for Trade. I don't know. They basically, it's where people that own tax shops go to look at this stuff coming out by the big retailers. And people always give Glenn a bunch of stuff because they just give samples. Your prize. Yeah. For the month is a big bag of Ada swag. It's like crap in his closet, but it's all awesome Ada Ada stuff. So that's the prize for this month. If you want to send your ads in, Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com is where you will send it. And um, let's get started. Who has the first one here? That one's yours. It's me. All right. This one was sent in by Kate Henderson. Mini horse for adoption. $250. Little Beyonce, <laughs> I see what they did there. Bay, so clever. Little Beyonce needs a great home. Oh, she single has- ladies. Oh, single ladies. <laughs> oh, single ladies. She seems single. She's definitely single and available. She has ha- she has a Coggins. Her teeth have been checked slash done. Furrier work all done. She's chunky and healthy. She's about two years old. She is quote unquote sweet. Once you catch her, but she needs more desensitization. She was taught to rare up, so it's been challenging to not get her to do it. Not sure what raring up is, but we're it's I'm looks like it's bad. Uh, I, I, I gotta stop you here, and I know you're almost done, but how do you not read this in a southern accent? Because little Beyonce is raring up. I Dang mean it. Do it again. You got to start. Let me start over. All right. Don't cut Jimmy for God's sake. Just let her read it again, (laughs) but make it. It has to be Southern Kate. You have to tell us where they come from because I mean, but this is obvious to me. Yeah, clearly, clearly many horse for adoption, $250 little Beyonce. She needs a great home. She's had her Coggins and her teeth have been done checked and all the fair work is all done. And, She's chunky, but it's a chunky in a healthy way. It's not like a fat way. It's a healthy chunky. She's only about two years old, and and she's real sweet once you catch her. But, you know, she was taught to rear up, and, you know, it's really hard not to get her to rear up when you come see her because she's just so sweet and so excited to see you. Uh, so she's just young, you know, that's her only problem. She's young and she just needs a nice lump at home for someone to give her a big hug when she wants to rear up and greet you. 
<laughs> and that's the thing too, people. There, not every horse can be taught to rear up. And I almost doubt that this horse was taught. I think it just does it. Yeah, I'm going to guess that all of a sudden this horse just started rearing up. And then everybody's like, oh, yeah, we taught her that. That's what we do. Yeah. Thank you. It's a great trick. Watch this. I'm going to pull her forward and she's going to flip over backwards. She does. Yeah. She rolls over like a dog. It's um, a good time. <laughs> the next one comes from Sandy. And this is the Gentle Giants Draft Horse Rescue posted this ad. Apparently on Monday. I matter Monday. Is that a thing? Is that like a throwback Thursday? I, like I matter Monday? I've never heard that before ever. Who needs a spicy mule full of sass and opinions? Well, <laughs> ginger would be perfect. We this all do. Lovely. Yeah, we all do. This lovely young lady is smarter than you are, faster than you are, and way more stubborn than you are. We guarantee it. Do you like getting dragged down the aisle? Dumped on every trail ride, breaking every ha every halter you buy her, and being sung the song of her people every time she's stalled. If you like all that, she is perfect for you. All joking aside, once your training is complete, this sassy lady will be a prime partner for someone with patience and a hearty dose of humor. It's a good thing she's pretty. <laughs> I wish I could see your all picture. All the pretty all ones are crazy. Ears. <laughs> posted a picture of these ginormous ears and no forelock. So yeah, the so pretty, cute. pretty is pretty is pretty does. <laughs> okay. Uh, next one was sent in by Tammy. And okay. It is a 12.2 hand mare pony. $15, $1,500 in birch tree. Where's birch tree? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, this pretty white mare's name is Sweet Pea. No, 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 no. It's Pretty White Mare Pony. Pretty, oh, sorry, sorry. This Pretty White Mare Pony's name is Sweet Pea. And she, they didn't put the thing in. Ah, oh, Jesus. She is six <laughs> years old and stands at 12.2 hands tall. Sweet Pea is a sweet, gentle mare. Sweet Pea would make a good play day or show pony. And it's a good step-up pony for kids looking to move on to a bigger pony. Sweet Pea is sound and healthy and has never foundered. Sweet Pea is sound enough for an adult wanting a shorter horse to ride. Sweet Pea is only for sale to a good home. Priced for $1,500. I have a question. Um, what is What do you think the horse's name is? I didn't I, get that. God, I, I thought they said at the beginning of the ad. but um, Yeah, I can't remember. But I, I do love it's a pretty white mare pony. Yeah, yeah it's a pretty, pretty white awesome. mare pony. Pretty white mare pony. Oh that my gosh. And right as an adult. Carrie sent in the next one. Horse stalls and five acres lot of grass to eat up $100. That's the title of the ad, by the way. Horse stalls and five acres lot of grass to eat up. I, like I have, oh God, there's no punctuation. Oh. Every, le there's no punctuation uh, at all. Yeah. Like even, That's there's no apostrophes. There's no capitalization. I'm glad you're there's, doing it. Yeah. There's no, like the, like when they say you, the, there, it's the letter U and your is spelled you are. Okay. Here we go. I have 10 acres. I have five stalls that I'm renting out. So if you want to rent the land or the stalls and you can put your trailer here, your trailer here's too. So if you want to know, and oh, anything, call or text me. I'm Sam. Wow. That is, I have a, oh. I have a lot more questions. I, yeah. 
I read you that know, too good. Like I, I, I just want to communicate the difficulty of that. Yeah. Like, I'm a professional. I'm a trained professional. Don't try this at home. <laughs> yeah. Because like you was literally spelt with a U. It wasn't spelt with the actual Y-O-U. So yeah, definitely. And, I, and, and is you are the two letters together. Er. Er. You can put, you can put er trailer. You can put er trailer here. So too. <laughs> if you. Oh my God, that's bad. Okay, read the next one. Oh my gosh. This trailer. This trailer, I say. All right, horse trailer. Ooh, it's a steal at $325. Man. Whew. Two horse trailer for sale. Fresh paint. Ready to roll. Located 15 miles southwest of Allegion. $325 or best offer. Is it is it ready to roll? It's ready to, to roll. Me, I saw this and it looks like a minion had sex with a marshmallow, and this wow. is the baby product. <laughs> wow, that is amazing. It's true, right? That is that is exactly what it is. It's a minion marshmallow trailer. Oh, that's the only thing they're missing is the silver around the windows. I think they definitely missed the ball on that one. They should have done the silver circle around the windows and it would have been a minion. I should have said mated. A minion okay. mated. That was a little that's more right. PC. Sorry. That's um, okay. Yeah. We're going to post this. What is going on with the fenders? I don't. I think it looks like they might be made out of plywood. I mean, they're it's a, square. It's a two front round front trailer with some weird giant fenders off the sides and there's red windows and it's kind of like a creamy yellow. There's no, like the front is on a cinder block. You know, there's like, looks like there's nothing to turn it. It's in a, I don't it's know what dented. kind of shed that is. It's just, uh, it's a hot mess. So this yeah. picture is entertaining just to look at the garbage around it and see what's going on. Like what's up with that truck in the back? I'm going to bet you Why 25 bucks that truck link? does not run. <laughs> Why is there a chain link in the back of the truck? Like it's like cage. I don't get it. I'm a little nervous. I would like right. if you went there, you'd be like, Oh my God, somebody's going to murder me. <laughs> That's where those kids go. When they misbehave, they put the kids in there. Oh my gosh. You're absolutely right. Run away. Children. <laughs> Diane sent Run. the next one. Diane sent the next one. This mini horse for sale. Oh, this is Sarasota. Do they have a Southern accent in Sarasota? I don't think so. $350. All one sentence. Thank you. These are really fun for me. I have a mini horse not broke needs to be teached, but doesn't run if you approach him. I asked 350. But he doesn't rear or rare. So I'm rare. not I think I'm gonna go with the other one because she rares. On command, apparently. You yes. Pull on the lead rope a little bit. <laughs> you get it straight up. <laughs> All right. Next one is yours. Short and sweet. This one was sent from from Jessica, who also is an endurance rider, by the way. Hint, really? hint, nudge, nudge. Yeah, she's the one who um she lives in her uh, trailer with her husband and they um, they traveling and she has the Cleveland Bay that she has endurance on. And you know that because you live in a trailer Van, down by the river. Down by the river, <laughs> right. Down by the river. <laughs> I, you know, you, we all have to stick together. Nobody else you, understands us. All uh, you trailer livers have to really stick it out. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, we do. Uh, this is from Facebook in New Jersey. Are you a little crazy? So is she. Baby more than <laughs> D don't let that relaxed kid on that pony fool you. She's a cuckoo. Barely broke, scared, and can jump a four-foot fence ease with ease running from the vet. Six years old, 13.2, 
sound as can be, no health issues, cross canners in the back. Ground drives and stands tied for a long time. Farrier? Sure, but they better be patient. (laughs) She will beat a horse's ass, but loves her minis and ponies. Message me and make me an offer. Don't ask how much. Just offer me what you want to pay. Oh, my God. Just take it away. Just get it away from here. That's one that they're going to have to pay somebody to take it. Yeah. I was going to say, here, I'll give you what she should say is I'll give you money to take this pony off of my property that clearly is kicking my horses behind. And it's going to it's going to jump out any day anyway. So, oh, yeah, she's fine. Yeah. Include that. Tammy sent in the next one. We inherited. This is the title of the ad. (laughs) (laughs) We inherited two horses and I don't know anything about horses. The bigger (laughs) one is the younger of the two. and We're looking to sale or trade. Now here's the ad update. (laughs) Apparently they got a lot of phone calls. A lot of questions. I don't know if they're gelded. Do they have, like, do you know what general well, anatomy looks like? I mean, can you see cojones well, down there? But you, like, But you got to, like, bend under there. And I'm not sure if people are comfortable with that. With horses, they're not, they don't know anything about. Okay. I don't know if they can be ridden. Mm. I don't mm. know if they've had their shots. Mm. If you have any other questions, refer to the first sentence in the original ad. We inherited two horses, and I don't know anything about horses. <laughs> oh, that poor lady. If it's a lady, that's that's a shame. You know what, though? Here's the thing. I don't know anything about cars. Okay? If my car, sure. if I inherited a car, and I didn't know anything about it, I can go into Google and find somebody who can help me with that car. Right. Sure. Google search, car search, person knowledge. Somebody yeah. else. I Google, I don't know anything about cars and I just inherited a car. What do I do with this car? You can do that with horses as well. Like there are ways I'm just saying. If well, I, I she can use the internet cause she posted this on face or on a uh, Craigslist. So it's not yeah. like she's technologically challenged. Right. It shouldn't be that hard. Carry on. Mm. Next one. Mm. <laughs> are you making right. me mad? Ah, wow. This is, this is the day of the mini horse. This is another mini. Uh, always like that. Yeah, it's weird. Super weird. I could start this post with all the positive things about this mini horse, but I feel that honesty is the best policy. So here we go. Our mini horse is super adorable. All short and shaggy. That's really hard to say, by the way. (laughs) Short and shaggy. (laughs) So sounded drunk there. Don't let his cute, adorable, cuddly looks fool you. His name is Ivan the Terrible, and he's earned it. He Uh, has a terrible attitude. He runs off when you try and catch him. He's protective of his territory and will chase and kick goats, chickens, calves, etc. But what did the goats and chickens ever do to him? He walks over small humans as if they weren't there. He has zero friendly qualities. So, if you need a quote-unquote first pony to knock off that dreamy, glazy, happy look off your face (laughs) of your potential horse-crazy kids, Ivan is your ticket to success. success. Buyer assumes all the responsibility the minute the cash hits my palm. Oh my god. You are trying to break a child. Yeah. If uh, if you need a first pony to knock that dreamy glaze, you knock that dreamy glaze happy look off your face. I can't afford ponies. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. That's fantastic. Well, we're going to end with that one, Megan. I love having you on. And next time we're going to do a little next, next next time we're going to do a little, like, would you rather getting to know the host kind of thing? And we'll make Jemmy play along too. It's going to be fun. So next time in two Fridays, (laughs) when you're off again, Well, hey, before I let you go, I did see that you were looking at a Mustang on that literally looked just like Zeus. What did you do? What are you doing? Oh, well, so I messaged the trainer because the trainer is about she's she's just outside of Portland. So she's about 100 miles from me. And I've seen her. She actually did um, a training rescue type Mustang thing that a rescue organization that's around here has. And she's actually a pretty decent trainer. She's kind of like a, the natural horsemanship type thing kind of, but she does really good. And so um, I follow her on Facebook because I'm weird like that. And I message her and I'm like, Hey, I'm interested in one of your Mustangs that you just picked up. Um, should I fill out an application now? Or do I wait until they met their tip requirements or I know what to do. And I have yet to hear back. So I really want to message her again, but I really don't want to because then that means I'm like invested and now I have to have this horse and it's only $125. And uh, Megan, let me tell you what you're going to do. Yeah. You're off today. You're going to get in your damn car and you're going to head out on that hundred mile drive, blast some music, listen to some other podcast. I don't know. And you're going to go get in your car and you will go look at that horse and that lady will answer you right now. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's definitely a thought that went through my head, but um, (laughs) you got the day off girl. Come on. Let's do it. Right. Yeah. Road trip. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Keep me posted for sure. He's so stinking cute. I can't stand it. But yep. anyway, thank, thank you for coming on. Any, any final parting words? Um, you know, enjoy the day today. It's going to be a wonderful day in weather, regardless of where you're at. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm going to leave on a positive note and say that because that's how you're supposed to start your day. Yes. Amen, sister. Uh, I mean, that's the thing is like you, you're going to have to work on your catchphrase. That was a little long, but I'll go ahead and yeah, I'll say mine. You have to have one next time. Spade, neuter, geld. Everybody have a good weekend. Bye. See ya.